Hello and welcome to D-Fry, Digital Air Entertainment's weekly air fryer podcast, where we have all sorts of delicious, delightful, and delectable recipes and tips and tricks for you and your air fryer. Here we have with me today, my co-host, my partner in air frying crime, Jace. Hello, everybody. Having a tasty time? Oh yeah, we're going to have a super tasty time today. So much air frying to do, so many recipes. I'm hungry. I don't know about you, Jace. I'm freaking starved. My mouth has been watering since before we went live. Oh, same. Awesome, awesome. Well, I don't want to waste too much time with this April Fool's joke, but it was a fun one. I've been planning to do that all day. Nobody <laughs> knew about it, not even Jay. So good job rolling with it. I respect that. So I got a background in improv, so anytime I got a chance to improvise, I just roll with it. First mm-hmm. rule, yes and. Yes, and indeed. <laughs> but indeed, welcome to DKI, Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode 101. We celebrated the big 100 last week. It was a lot of fun. Welcome back, Jace. This is actually legitimately one of, it has become one of my favorite types of episodes to do. It is our weekly, or not weekly, sorry. Uh, it is our seasonal preview episode. So we are going to be going over the spring 2022 anime lineup We'll probably end up doing about half of the shows today, half of the shows next week. If we get on a good pace, we might power through and do them all, but there's a little over 40 shows, and that's a lot. So we're probably going to split into two, but we'll see how things are. For those of you following along at home, just go to anniechart.net, find the spring 2022 season, and the two things that you want to make sure that you're uh, doing for your settings to make sure that it's in the same order as us. If you hit the settings gear in the upper right corner, change it to English titles. And then back on the main screen, if you see the up-down arrows on the far right side of the screen, change the sort method to title. So English titles and then sort by titles. And that'll get you everything here. Uh, a little thing that's different this time around is that Jason and I have actually watched a good number of the trailers for the shows, which we have not done in the past. So it's a bit of an experiment, a little something new this time. I think that I actually like it already as a host mm. because I have some some more informed opinions going in already frame of reference. Yeah. That we're going to be able to actually, we're still going to read through the synopses and everything, but this gives us a little bit more than just the key art and the synopses because sometimes, you know, there's seeing something and being like, Ooh, this actually looks really high quality. Or there's one or two shows here that I'm going to get to and be like, I watched a trailer here and it looks like some janky CG. So I'm a bit skeptical, but let's <laughs> go on and start. Cause like I said, we have a lot to do. I'll just take the first one. The first one out of the gate is A Couple of Cuckoos, which is brought to us by Shine Animation and Synergy SP, neither a studio with particular pedigree. But this was a very pretty show, both in terms of key art and the trailer animation, that this is high-quality production here. Mixed up with another family's child as a baby, high school student Umino Nagi is finally meeting his biological parents. On the day of their meeting, he happens to encounter Amano Erika, a high school student at a prestigious and wealthy girls' school. At her request, he is half-forced into pretending to be her boyfriend so she can avoid marrying her fiancé. However, not only were they the babies who had been mixed up, they're also engaged to each other. The loving parents of both families officially recognize their engagement, and the couple begins living together. Nagi is in love with his classmate, Segawa Hiro, and Erika is determined to rebel against her father. So the couple agree to not get involved with each other. The mixed-up, romantic, chaotic uh, comedy starts now. So out the gate, this almost looks like something that would be domestic girlfriend, but not actually. That The whole thing here is you have the switched at birth, would-be, not-quite-sibling relationship, but then they're saying, no, we actually don't want to be with each other. We want to be with these other people. It is our parents who want us to be with each other. So there is that tension of one we're gonna have to be you know skirting our parents and trying to have our own relationships on the side but then there's probably gonna be an inherent level of the two finding an attraction to each other along the way and seeing how that all goes at the very least i give it points for originality i've never seen the switched at birth trope in anime it's not a very common trope in media at all it's one that most people have seen at least once, but it's a rarer one to be sure. And with uh, the good-looking production for the animation here, I'll probably give it an episode or two to see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I thought the artwork was gorgeous uh, from the trailer, and the concept was interesting. Um, 
I, I know that spring uh, is traditionally a lot of rom-coms because it's a uh, common time for a lot of marriages. Um, Sentai almost always does a wedding episode where uh, the girl is in an arranged marriage type situation and doesn't want to be in it. Uh, they almost always do one every year um, or every other year. The marriage episode trope is definitely a common one. Yeah. And so this being there's the arranged marriage because they're engaged. So, I mean, it it fits in with the theme of spring animes uh, because we're going to notice there's a lot of rom-coms this season. Um, but the concept of the fact that like you get the switched at birth, which isn't very common. Um, and then you throw in also like the whole trying to skirt around the arrangement. I think that it's the perfect amount of chaos that will make for like a surprising like surprisingly popular show. Yeah, I think it definitely has a lot of potential. So we shall see. You want to take the next one? All right, uh, sure. So the next one is from Felix Film. It is Aharen-san wa Hakeranai. Um, the story follows the indecipherable daily life of the short and quiet Reina Aharen and Raido who sits next to her. Aharen is not so good at gauging the distance between people. And Raido initially felt some distance between the two of them. One day, when Raido picked up the eraser that Aharen had dropped, the distance between them suddenly became uncomfortably close. Um, now, watching the trailer to this, this is, it, it gave me, because the main character, the girl, Aharen, uh, Aharen, she kind of reminds me a little bit of Kana-chan from uh, uh, Miss Kobayashi. So right down to the similar color oh, hair and yeah, where she's yeah, drawn. Yeah, I see that. And there's definitely going to be this. I think this is going to be a heavily memed series because you have that cliche of the looks way younger than she is female. And then the regular looking aged male. There's going to be a lot of different jokes. Don't lewd the lolly type jokes and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's going to be a heavily memed series um, because it's got that trope of the not, you know, not the age she's supposed to look type character. Those make me feel very awkward. I'm not a big fan of shows like that. So this is not going to be a watcher for me. It could be funny. You know, I'm not yeah, going to let that. But at the same time, uh, I mean, it's it's giving me a lot of uh, flashbacks to Toradora, except we have like an awkward, cutesy character versus like an openly like Sundere, like I'll kick your ass type of character. It, that's funny. I saw a lot of parallels in this, but not the same parallels you saw that watching the trailer of this for me, I was like, this is knockoff Comey. <laughs> this is there is some of that too, yeah. Of her being not very social. She's able to talk. It's not quite to the extent of Comey, but this was a lot of very shy girl and moderately outgoing guy, not super sociable guy, but, you know, friendly enough gent that yeah. he is able to help coax super quiet girl out of her shell in moderate rom-com style because romance and comedy are the two tags that we see here. It, like I said, it's just sort of felt like a bit of a knockoff at the same time. I agree this is going to be a meme show because the girl's cute and there's going to be sort of a uh, protect Aran San type of thing probably. I'm probably not going to watch it myself. I'll keep an ear to the ground that this is one of those shows that I classify as not going to watch on my own but it won't take much to get me to watch it. That if I hear two friends whose opinions I trust say, hey, Joel, this show's really, really good. You should watch it, that I'd be open to giving it a shot. But I'm not likely to invest time on it in the blind right now. Yeah, it's definitely one of those where if I, uh, if I was able to watch with other people uh, reliably on a regular basis, and this was something that other people wanted to watch, yeah, I guess I could go along for the ride because I'd probably get some laughs out of me here and there. But on my own, it's not something that I'm going to tune into. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. backseat watch other people talking about it instead. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to Aoshi, A-O-A-S-H-I. Ashito Aoi is a young aspiring football player, and I'm saying football, not soccer, F-U-T-B-O-L here, from a backwater town in Japan. His hopes of getting into a high school with a good football club are dashed when he causes an incident that uh, when he causes an incident during a critical match for his team, which results in their loss and elimination from the tournament. 
Nevertheless, he catches the eye of someone important who happened to be visiting from Tokyo. How will things turn out for Ashido? It's it's a football anime. It's just sports. It's from production IG, so it's going to look good. And uh, appropriately enough, just earlier this morning, as of the day of broadcast, we had the announcement of the World Cup groups. So uh, obviously the World Cup itself doesn't start for several months, but you know this is probably trying to cash in on some of the early hype for World Cup watching because goodness knows that while football, F-U-T-B-O-L, is not the biggest thing in the United States, it is the biggest sport in the world and it's not yep. close. So frankly, I'm a bit surprised that we don't see more football anime but uh, I think here we are. So I think it's interesting, actually, because like a lot of people, I think it's it's ground that isn't tread upon because Captain Subasa is known almost internationally uh, when they were promoting the Olympics in Tokyo. Um, that was yeah, one of the animes pretty, they put yeah. forward because other countries where football is more popular, um, which is also kind of the thing that blew my mind, is that I noticed uh a lot of times in a lot of these shows in Japan, they're actually calling it sakka. They're calling it soccer and using the English term for it, which kind of threw me for a loop. I would have thought that it would have been football like everywhere else. Yeah. And, <laughs> but uh, I'm not a big like pure sports anime fan. Salaryman Club was interesting, but it had that kind of office comedy element to it, too, thrown yeah, in there. I've never which, been a sports anime fan we're gonna get to that more there's a actually a good number of sports shows this season surprisingly yeah but uh probably not gonna be one for me but if you like sports shows if you like football here you go this looks pretty and it's production ig so yeah. for those who like this type of fair and there's a very good number of people that don't get us wrong that we're not saying this is not something worth watching this is just we are inherently biased. We're not just going to watch a show because it looks like it's good. Otherwise, we'd have way too many shows to watch because let's they've be got fair, the They've got most, a good pedigree. Yeah, that most shows nowadays are worth watching if you are into them. There are very few shows nowadays that I would just say are poorly made and not worth anyone's time. That's a rarity. So if you like sports, if you like football, I this is one I would point to and say is highly likely to be very good for those who want that. So enjoy that. Uh, I'm going to also take the next one very quickly because it's right. Ascendance of a Bookworm Season 3. I'm not going to bother reading through the synopsis because it's Ascendance of a Bookworm Season 3. If you saw Seasons 1 and 2, here's number 3. I loved <laughs> Seasons 1 and 2 of Ascendance of a Bookworm. I think it is one of the most underrated isekai shows of the past several years. Mm. I'm glad to see that it is not so underrated that it has stopped being produced. Uh, for those who aren't super familiar with it, a librarian is reincarnated into another world where books don't really exist that books are a luxury that only the royalty and like upper elite have and her entire her entire goal in life is to create methods for printing and master distribution of books and along the way she gets swept up in various misadventures politics uh economics there's a lot of depth here this is not a combat anime this is a you know, the ones that I like, it's a thinking anime, it's a cerebral anime. So if that is at all of interest to you, go watch seasons one and two and season three will be here waiting when you get there. And if you're like me and have seen seasons one and two, you sure as heck are going to be tuning into season three because it's real good. So now you can take the next one, Jace. All righty. Uh, so the next one is uh, another sports anime, Birdie Wing Golf Girls Story. The story centers on two young women golfers named Eve and Aoi Amawashi. The two come from completely different backgrounds and have the completely opposite play styles. And together they will shake the world of golf. This comes to us from Bandai Namco Pictures. Um, and I mean, Bandai Namco is known for a lot of things, uh, mostly video games and merchandise. Um, I mean, the art style from the because I couldn't find a trailer for it and I don't believe it's available on any streaming services yet. Uh, they do have the trailers actually here on Anychart if you just oh. mouse over it. OK, yeah, that. yeah. I just noticed that. Um, um, they, they aren't always going to have the subtitles. Yeah, but they'll always have a trailer and the production quality here actually looks very good. This I consider in the exact same category is Aashi where it's, if you like golf, if you like sports anime, this looks like a very competent golf show. And there haven't been many golf shows that, yeah. honestly, I can't think of any. <laughs> I um, can't think of any either. <laughs> that, you know, the, the the characters are all 
very I, i'm uh, getting a very tales of vibe from it and i mean that could just be ooh. coincidental because it's bondi namco but Interesting like analogy the poster really does kind of fit the framing and style and even the art style of the past few tales of games uh, so that and bondi namco being involved being their production studio i'm kind of curious about it it's a maybe from me yeah, i just like, hope we, that somebody picks it up yeah that the 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 character art is very good. The production quality is there. Bandai Namco, at the very least, isn't going to shirk on production quality. So, like I said, if sports is your jam, then you're eating good this season. The next one we have is Black Rock Shooter Dawnfall. There is actually no provided synopsis for this show. Black Rock Shooter is a long-running series, one that I have not actually watched. I did um, just a two-minute read-up on it. And from what I've gathered, Black Rock Shooter, each of the iterations or each of the installments in the story is actually a different world, a different universe, only tied together by the title character of Black Rock Shooter, who is, you know, uh. the uh, somewhat scantily clad uh, blue haired girl who is good with guns. And I watched the trailer. It looked actiony. And, it, you know, if you enjoy the Black Rock Shooter series, it seems to be more of what you like. It's not technically a sequel since they aren't all connected but for all intents and purposes it's basically a sequel so if you like it sure but if you're interested it sounds like you don't need to worry about reading up on the prior stuff anyways so probably not something i'm going to watch but black rock shooter has been around for about a decade now with seven it like so it came about series uh, of anime a couple games it's a multimedia yep. franchise so uh came about like during the uh, Vocaloid uh, craze about 10 years ago. So uh, it was a Hatsune Miku song, I believe, that spun off from the music video into oh. the uh, anime franchise. That's why the main character has like that blue hair is it's like a reference to the origins in Miku, I believe. Gotcha. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, that's the only thing I know I'm, about it. <laughs> I'm going to gloss over the next one because it's pretty easy. It's a build divide. Um, Hex code FFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFF
toxic masculinity for you. Uh, mm. One day, a beautiful transfer student named Godai Miyako appears before him. Uh, Miyako takes notice in Junpei's love of ballet and invites him to dance with her. Along with Miyako's cousin, Mori Ruo, he begins his career as a full-fledged ballet dancer with the aim of becoming the world's best dancer, the Danseur Noble. Only those who have sacrificed everything are permitted to stand in the beautiful and harsh world of classical ballet. What will be the fate of a total beginner like Junpei? The artwork in this is beautiful. I can't believe that this is a more recent uh, series to be adapted because it, to me, screamed uh, classic like 90s shoujo manga. Especially um, this key art. That yeah. When you see the anime... Did you see Welcome to the Ballroom? No, I didn't actually. Are you aware of Welcome to the Ballroom? Uh, I mean, I, I heard the title at one point in passing. I just haven't uh, seen anything from it. it. It is a series about ballroom dancing. Um, mm. I think it was a production IG. Uh, I'll need to double yeah. check that. Um, to the ballroom, just to double check because I don't want to get this wrong. I looked it up last night, but uh, forgot. It was, uh, yes, it was production IG. Ha, hmm. my memory did serve me correctly. <laughs> this looks like Mappa's answer to Welcome to the Ballroom. It looks, I at first thought it was the same studio because yeah. the style is the same all the way down to the long-necked characters. Oh my yeah. gosh, these characters are giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> like, More stretched it, out than Clamp. It's kind of ridiculous yeah. if you liked welcome to the ballroom you'll probably like dance dance dancer and the pronunciation was not exaggerated because it's d-a-n-c-e d-a-n-c-e d-a-n-s-e-u-r yeah so and, uh, i mean if you, if you like your uh, it's billed as a drama romance i yeah. expect that there's going to be amount of sports ish feel here because there's, there's going to be a be competition that, but uh, the fact that it's billed as drama romance is a bit telling in how the plot will be focused. So uh, definitely good to note. But like I said, it, this feels like a very almost one-to-one -one answer to yeah. Welcome to the Ballroom for those of you who liked it. So not something that I'm going to watch most likely, but I know a bunch of people who loved Welcome to the Ballroom yeah. and probably eat this up. I'm uh, it's it's a strong maybe for me only because, again, like this is a sort of backseat thing where if I've got friends who are watching it and I can watch along with them, you know, yeah, I might jump in for the ride and see where it takes me because um, the key art, if you just look at that key art, that main picture, it gives you some completely different vibes. Your mind might go somewhere else and think that it might be like a BL story. But then you watch the trailer and you realize that this might be like not only that sports competition to be the best dancer, but of course, because she gets him back into dancing. So there's going to be that little bit of like a kind of like dress up darlings. Uh, will they or won't they romance that plays throughout the whole thing? Um, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see where the series goes. It's definitely a maybe from me. So yeah, I, I think the uh, addition of the drama tag and lack of comedy tag is very important to note here. Um, especially to make sure that it isn't quite the same as Dress Up Darling, that there's probably yeah. going to be, you know, some a little bit of character trauma. And uh, there's a mention of him uh, stopping after uh, losing his father and some toxic masculinity, plus the cutthroat world of classical ballet. So there's probably yep. going to be some uh, some harsher scenes. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. If I hear enough good things, I might watch it. Not one that's really my style mm. or interest area at the start, yeah. but I can be convinced to watch just about anything if I hear it's good enough, but uh, this is not going to be one for me at the start. Mm. Up next is Data Live Season 4. It's the fourth season of Data Live. If you've watched Data Live, it's this kind of confusing thing where the guy needs to date girls because they're super powerful and... They're supposed to save the planet. The key art looks epic as heck. Yeah. That, um, the, these girls in these really big flowy ballroom dresses over the world and he's striking some sort of pose and looks like there's some power that's coalescing. I don't know. It's epic looking. I'm not going to watch <laughs> it. 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I've heard the name of the franchise before. It did nothing for me. I watched the trailer for this one, and suddenly I started getting flashes of other animes that I'd watched in the past, like uh, Valvrave or uh, Conception. And I'm going like, okay, this, this seems like something where I might go back, like, once again, like, once this season's over and start from the very first season. seasons, I might go back and watch it but it, yeah i think that this ship has sailed for me yeah it's it's, it's like a curiosity to me yeah but uh there's obviously a group of people who really like data live that's the reason yeah. why there's four seasons of it so uh here you go congratulations uh up next is daimon d-e-a-i-m-o-n brought by encourage films nagomo irono irino sorry uh returns to his kyoto home for the first time in 10 years when his father is hospitalized uh, Nagomu is eager to take over Ryokusho, the family's Japanese sweet shop, but he's instead asked to be a father figure to Itsuka Yukihira, a young girl everyone calls the successor. Judging from the trailer of this, that this seems like it's going to be sort of uh, a bit of a healing show where it looks very casual that there's the town and it's, you know, the, the young cute girl and the guy is acting as the father figure. But the big thing that the trailer suggests is that this is going to be the story of people and the their interpersonal relationships and experiences as tied together through Japanese sweets. So that just sort of the sweets here provide the circumstance for a variety of what looks like it's going to be character uh, stories and just uh, it might be episodic, it seems to be. Uh, that's just what I'm gathering from the trailer. It looks like an interesting one. I might give this one an episode just because uh, it looked very pretty. The way the sweets are done is gorgeous. Mm. And it, it definitely felt like it's going to be uh, a more thoughtful, emotional, but not uh, overly dramatic. The tag used here is slice of life. So, hey, uh, slice of life, slice of cake. There we go. Uh, a little sweet show <laughs> with a sweet tooth. Uh, slice of life doesn't really do much for me unless there's uh, some comedy thrown in there. This seems like uh, it's not going to be a drama. This seems like it's going to be straight up slice of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are people out there who like that. My cousin likes slice of life. Um, this just unfortunately, like, although I will say there's something about food and anime that just looks even better than food in real life. It's mind blowing. Oh, yeah. Always regardless does. of the animation style. So, I mean, if you like food porn, definitely watch this. There you go. There's going to be a lot of it. This is just a, not my slice of life though. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. Next one. Okay. So this one comes to us from Jumondo. Uh, and it is don't hurt me. My healer, uh, an adventure comedy. It is the story of the series uh, follows Alvin, a knight with saint-like patience for annoying people, and Carla, a dark elf healer with a sharp tongue and a rotten personality who always speaks without thinking first. Together, they form a party and go on fantastical adventures. So with a title like that, at first you would might think, especially seeing the fantasy element, that it is an isekai. Surprisingly, it's not. Wrong. Um, it actually is. It did say isekai oh, in the is? trailer. It said oh, in the trailer. Oh, like, in the trailer. Okay. And it said like the isekai adventure, and it was like I thought as well that it's not an isekai because everything yeah. seemed on the surface. It was like okay, this is just a fantasy show. Okay, there great. wasn't like and a then setup they threw for it in it the trailer. At, like, it, there it wasn't, but on like the second to last you know word slide of the trailer it said isekai adventure it's like oh man i'm i'm hoping that that's just a marketing term for just Probably, taking place hopefully. in an alternate world because i don't it know it doesn't like it, either that or like because it's just kind of thrown in there at the end that it's like that's how it's just going to start and it's not really going to yeah. be addressed yeah because, it might be your circumstance but not your plot device and i hope for that because this sort of reminded me of Konosuba and the sense Mm. of the party is a bunch of people who are just yelling at each other and that it's (laughs) slapstick style comedy that it it, this series is not taking itself seriously Uh, one of the characters is a literal mushroom (laughs) and another I think is a a bear too is was that one of the things yeah yeah Uh, it's weird it's quirky I'll probably watch an episode it's just billed as an adventure comedy so 
pretty standard looking fair here. Yeah. But sometimes it's all really going to come down to the writing. And yeah. I'm going to give it an episode or two, see if the writing's good. And if it is, great. And if it's not, okay, whatever. I, uh, These shows, for better or worse, are a dime a dozen. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's the concept of the fact that they seem like such a disorganized, chaotic party. And the fact that she's got a rotten personality and sharp tongue. When I read rotten personality in the context of like an ensemble cast like that, my mind immediately shifts to American examples like Seinfeld or It's Always Sunny. And I just thought like, oh, is this like It's Always Sunny in Isekai World? Like, so, cause it's, just, so it's like, oh, you are just awful. You are the so worst. Anyway, it's not an exploding. <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the first few episodes, see where it takes me, because it sounds like it's going to be kind of funny. Yeah, actually, I was wrong earlier. I said where there were three card game shows this season. There's four because Surprise! next is <laughs> Duel Masters King Max, the sequel to Duel Masters King. There's no description if you like Duel Masters, and this is an older one. The Duel Masters aired in the early 2000s on Toonami. And mm. fun fact, the original. Uh, U.S. licensor and developer of the Duel Masters card game was Wizards of the Coast, the huh. same company that makes Magic the Gathering and the that had the original license and created the Pokemon TCG. That mm. uh, Wizards created po the Pokemon TCG for the Pokemon Company, and the Pokemon Company took it in-house after uh, some number of years. Yeah. But it was initially developed by the folks at Wizards, and I've worked with a couple of people who worked at Wizards once upon a time during those days, and they were like, people received bonuses almost the size of their salary wow. the year or two following the release of the Pokemon TCG because obviously that was the heyday of Pokemon. It all took off like a rocket. Oh, yeah. So uh, Duel Masters was designed to be a particularly approachable card game for them, uh, more simplistic, and... Like I said, it aired on Toonami in the early 2000s and then yeah. went away and has now come back and it's getting a couple more seasons. And if you like Duel Masters, great. Once again, I think this is a case of much, much bigger in Japan than in the West. Yeah, and uh, I do know that I believe the license holders that produce Duel Masters, the card game, are the same company, if memory serves correct, that also own... Um, now, now it could be wrong. It could be a different card game company altogether. I think it's Bushy Road is the one that uh, I produces wouldn't it. be surprised. Um, they own, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised also if there are like cameos, maybe from some of the wrestlers or something at some point. Also, um, you know what else Bushy Road makes? They make the Love Live School Idol Festival game. And you know why I bring up the Love Live School Idol Festival? Because they have a Code Geass crossover starting today. That's not an April Fool's joke. And there's your Code Geass reference for the episode. Boom. <laughs> uh, so yeah is uh a stab life great escape from polygon pictures the distant future after reaching its peak earth's population fell into decline ai was developed to help preserve the species and manage the ecosystem a grand experiment in human diversity through genetic engineering a diverse array of peoples including beast folk magical beings and more was created to live in a, ver a diverse city separated into walled clusters each cluster developed by a unique culture befitting of the people that live there their lives and the system is continually maintained by the ai to ensure survival I watched the trailer for this, and remember when I said that there was a couple that just had some janky AI, that, or sorry, um, CG? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th this is that. This yeah. is that. The, the, the CG here looks, ooh, not so great. That it's an interesting concept of, okay, we're going to have these characters going into these different locales that we've had stuff like, you know, Kino's Journey, where every episode is going into a different town, a different nation, exploring yeah. culture and tradition and different ways of life. And that can be really interesting. Hmm. And this is a case where I try to not let visuals inherently turn me off for a show, but it's a bit yeah. difficult on this one. I mean, there's a difference between good CG and bad CG. And there's some jank to this that, like, it reminds me of it's Ultraman Season I've 1. Seen. Um, you know, it's not the worst out there. Um, I'd, I'd say that uh, it's very much when there's jank in CG animation versus good CG animation. It's like comparing uh, seeing an animation done in Gary's Mod versus an animation done in Source Filmmaker. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is the big difference right there. And yeah. this is one of those Gary's mod kind of like jank feel. Um, I mean, it's it's actually beautiful for a CG anime, which yeah, is one thing it has going it for beautiful. it. The, the, the roughest part is the characters and just their yeah. movement and the way that they look compared to the background. That Like this Ruby season one type. Like, yes, that type of thing. And yeah. to be fair, I freaking love Ruby season one. But also to be fair, technology has developed to the point where I am far less forgiving than I was a decade ago for that type of stuff. So... I might give this an episode. I think that this is going to be one of, uh, to use a NCAA tournament term, uh, a bubble show for me, (laughs) where it's going to be depending on how many other shows I have on my slate that if I feel I only have, if I have fewer than I usually have, this will be one of the first ones in of, Mm. okay, I'll take a shot on it. But if I look at my list at the end of the day and say, oh, dang, I already have a dozen shows that I want to watch. This is going to be one of my first ones out. So Mm. we'll see where this goes. And like I said, the concept at play is an interesting one. I love shows that explore those different types of cultures and have the sort of an episodic feel for this type of content in particular. So we'll see. But admittedly, Whenever I see a studio nowadays that puts out a show with this type of visuals, I am inherently skeptical because Mm. I feel like the industry is generally capable of better at this point in time. I'm not going to disqualify it, but it's generally a strike against a show for me. And that's where I sit for it. All right. uh, So the next one, we're going back to uh, the other spring genre, not rom-com, but sports. Uh, with studio we have Lakers. more sports than isekai so far yeah it's kind of amazing um so this one comes to us from lay deuce uh it is fanfare of adolescence this story takes place at a horse racing academy that trains boys to become jockeys the three-year academy is very competitive and those who wish to enter must not only pass an academic test but a physical fitness test as well Yu Arimura is a former popular idol who becomes enamored with horse racing after seeing it for the first time and wants to join the academy. Shun Kanami, not Konami, but Kanami, uh, was raised on an island and only experienced horse races through radio broadcasts going up. Amane comes from a high-class family in England, and his father is a former jockey. Amane has previously attended horse, rating, uh, horse racing ac- academies in various countries. The show follows these three 15-year-old boys at the academy. Um, standard sports. <laughs> at but, the very least, I give points to these studios for picking some dang niche sports. I mean... The, these are all real sports. These are all ones that, like, if you are into horse racing, you're probably over the freaking moon right now. And it's big in Japan. That's one of the things that we don't realize. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you look at the history of video games and stuff that didn't come to America... Or just look at mini games in games like, say, Final Fantasy VII with the Chocobo racing. Horse racing is huge over there. So this is definitely going to do well over there. It is, and it is such an odd concept being horse racing. I'm kind of curious. This is like a bubble show for me because I'm not a sports person. But it's very different being horse racing. So it's got my attention a little bit. Yeah, well, the only other horse racing show that I can really think of is um, Uma Musume, Pretty Derby, yeah, yeah. which is horse racing, but also idols. Um, and also Monster Girls, which is and, why I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so, it, like, props to the studios, because, you know, golf isn't really a super, uh, it's not a very highly adapted sport. Horse racing isn't a very highly adapted sport, and this is certainly the first proper horse racing show that i can think of uh so like i said if you're a sports fan you're eating good this season also speaking of idols we next have healer girl the anime depicts the world of healer girls high school girls who cure people through singing that is the extent of the synopsis that we're given i watched the trailer it's a very pretty show by studio Mm. three hertz um this is an idol show in disguise Mm. or Mm. not it's barely disguised rather i should say that it's a music show about girls who use their singing to literally heal people that uh they go to this academy to learn to be these healer girls and are basically mages or you know Mm. that are 
or bards or whatever healing people with their music. But the way it seems to be positioned is as an idol show, but with that sort of magical twist. And if you like your idol shows, I respect <laughs> the originality here. It looks very pretty. Uh, I'm not – I used to be into idol shows a fair bit. The genre wore a bit thin for me, and I haven't watched too many recently. This is one, again, that I would only need one or two people to say, hey, this is actually really good. They're doing something special here for me to decide to pick it up. But it's one mm. that I'm going to have over on the side to begin with. But uh, for those of you who like your idol shows, this one looks like it could be very competent. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a series for me, per se. I, I did a little double take because even though I'm following the list, when you said healer girl, I, I heard hula girl and I just thought about Freakazoid. Hula girls. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> not quite. But, uh, you know, it's it's not for me. I'm not a big fan of like the aisle shows and stuff like that. Um, while I am a fan of J-pop and stuff like that, um, the animes that revolve around it have never really caught my attention. So uh, I will watch other people enjoy the ride, um, but I probably won't watch it myself. Yep. Um, so next up from Le Deuce uh, is Heroin Tarumono Kiroare Heroin to Naisho no Oshikoto. So now this one does not have a uh, streaming site for it yet. Um, so if this interests you, watch it any way you can. Um, but Hiori left her hometown to pursue her passion, track and field, by enrolling in Tokyo's Sakura Gaoka High School. Oh boy, it sounds like a sports anime, but wait, it's not. Wait, a <laughs> there's a twist! Looking for a part-time job in Tokyo, she ended up working as an apprentice manager for her classmates and Lip X Lip members, Yujiro Someya and Aizo Shibasaki. The story revolves around the coming of age of Hiori as she juggles school, extra extracurricular life, and managing, and lip x lip as they shine on stage. M. Night Shyamalan delivers a twist! It is not it, it's, sports! It's actually an idol show, but not quite. So this is not a story about idols. It's a story about a girl who's becoming an idol manager. And... For all the idol shows we've gotten, I don't know if we've ever had a manager-centric show. So this actually has my attention. Uh, also, the translation for the title is To Become a Real Heroine, The Unpopular Girl, and The Secret Job. The mm. way the trailer seems to show the girl, she's running around a lot. So that's where her track and field comes into play because she's always running around doing like odd jobs or trying to get something huh for the idols she's managing, so that may come into play there. Mm. But uh, it is still uh, labeled as a music series as opposed to something like drama or Spice of Life or or Slice of Life or comedy. So I'm going to give this one a shot. I'm going to give this one at least an episode or two for sure just because I want to see how they take this different approach. My guess is that at the very least, a portion of it is going to be an idol show. But mm. just because... You know, I'm a business nerd. I love seeing the back end of things. I love yeah. it when they show the behind the scenes of stuff. So uh, it has my attention. It's it's kind of curious because it's got that behind the scenes element to it. Um, made me think right away of the uh, the game Idol Manager. Um, and the fact that she's running around between like the job and doing that. I, I It just reminded me of like, Back in the day, the idea of like in Flintstones, when you got the character who's trying to do two things at once and then running between the two scenarios. And I'm just imagining that there's probably a level of humor in there along the way. You know, we might even get probably. like a comical moment, like one of the first times she's running back and forth. She falls, maybe. I don't know. But it's I'd, I'd call this a time management anime <laughs> just because she's trying to juggle three very complicated things at once. Um, I'm curious I'll, you know, give it a couple episodes. I don't think it's my cup of tea per se, but if there are other people watching it, I will watch with uh, just because it is such a unique concept in this world of, quote, like, according to this, idol anime. Yeah. Up next, we have In the Heart of Kunoichi Subaki. The story centers on the titular Subaki uh, Kunoichi, the best student in her school. She lives in a village of women that rule... Uh, Sorry, she lives in a village of women with the rule that they cannot have contact with men. However, she has a curiosity about men she cannot reveal. 
so this is cute ninja girls learning about guys like it's it's listed as a comedy and supernatural which is interesting that it's that and not romance so Mm -hmm. this reads to me and judging from the trailer that it's cute ninja girls going through adolescence and Mm. you know sort of a they could take this in a number of ways of guys are these mythical creatures and (laughs) thinking that they're learning about it while actually just barking up the wrong tree entirely and misinterpreting things and the comedy that could play out from that there's any number of ways that it could go um it's brought to us by cloverworks the the animation style is very not chibi um but you know it's cutesy yeah this is not one that i am likely to watch myself but it's different and original and you don't usually see and it's the type of thing that you know eh, i can appreciate that there's a shot there that is you know focusing on young girls being young girls for young girls yeah that I'm not the target audience here and that's okay. Yep. Uh, same here. This is like a pass for me. I mean, like the artwork style kind of turned me off right away. Um, but the concept uh, was kind of interesting. Uh, albeit a little cliche of the whole, like, you know, all girls Academy, not having any contact with guys, you know, guys are a mystery. So, I mean, it, it falls very much into that all gender school trope. Um, you know, that that would interest me if the artwork style were just different. So, I mean, uh, it's got its audience. Great for them. Um, but it's definitely a show I'm passing on this uh, this season. Yeah, there will be the audience for it. And uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I want to read like some reviews and articles on what approach they actually take, because there's a number of ways they could do this. Yeah. Some cooler than others. And I'm just curious. So I'm I'm going to mm. keep an ear to the ground about what's going on with it. But I'm not going to start watching it at least. Mm. But we'll see. Now, this next one has my attention. Okay, so from EMT Squared, we have I'm Quitting Heroing. Uh, after saving humanity from the despicable demon king, Leo Demonheart does not earn a hero's standing. Instead, he is regarded with suspicion and hostility by those he fought to protect. Treated as a pariah with nowhere else to turn, exiled Leo seeks a position in the army of his former nemesis. But the army is not what it once was before its defeat at Leo's hands. So to maintain his new position, Leo must whip the forces back into fighting shape. Uh, just a second, Jason. You sound like you might have just gotten a bit farther from your microphone. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, is this a little bit better right now? Yeah, that's better. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's hero beat the demon lord and now is joining the demon lord and going to help them regrow their army so it doesn't read as a revenge story it's listed as a action adventure uh the trailer looked good um this is not an isekai this is a proper fantasy for once thank Mm. you uh and uh, you know the idea of okay uh joining with my former enemy is always a trope that i think gives a foundation for some really interesting stuff, some really interesting character dynamics and storytelling. So that gets me first off. I love stories told from the evil side because we don't get those every day. So the Mm. idea, it's not even the hero going bad and like being jaded or feeling betrayed by humanity. It's literally, well, I need a job and uh, I've been treated like a pariah. So there's literally nowhere else for me to go, but with the outcasts, with the people that are seen as villains, but the villains don't like me either. So I'm a villain to the villains, but I need to convince the villains that I'm not a villain to them. And here hmm. we go. So the the key art here doesn't give you much to go off. The trailer looked very fun. Uh, the, the Demon King is a woman with the hmm. title Demon King because it's always Demon King and apparently never Demon Queen. Don't know why. Also, I'm a bit curious if the name Leo Demon Heart has any plot relevance i feel like it does i mean the fact that it's mentioned so like prominently i have a feeling that like the most interesting thing is is that the long lost demon son and he's actually destined to be next in line for the throne and that yeah he's going to become the demon king at the end i will be a i will be marginally disappointed if he becomes the king at the end of the day and like the the demon king queen doesn't maintain the throne yeah 
whatever. At, at the very least, there's enough fun stuff going on here. And the idea of, you know, all right, we're whipping the forces back into shape. We're building from the ground up again and that you get that sense of progression. But mm. then also the various implications of character development throughout. The art style here is nothing to really write home about. From a key art perspective, it looks pretty generic. But I found that, uh, as I say with Silverlink, and as I will say with Silverlink again later this season, that sometimes generic isn't necessarily bad. It's all about the approach. And this one has an approach that has my attention. So I'm at least going to give this one an episode or two. Hmm. I'll probably yeah, honestly give this one a three. It's it's definitely an interesting concept of the, you know, the hero gets outcast. You know, I, I guess they just see their power as like threatening or something. And then like, it's just, oh, well, if you guys ain't going to respect me, I'm going to go over here now, you know, and like, then they team up with the people that they just beat, which has me going, wait, why would they just suddenly accept them? Like, wouldn't they also be like, no, you just beat us. You can't be here. Like, and well, I'm it, it little... certainly sounded like he faces an uphill battle. And it says here it's, yeah. uh, that, you know, uh, he he has to earn their trust. And that's part yeah. of some of the early episodes. And that's what I like of, you know, the earning of the trust and being able to yeah. show people that either you have changed or circumstances have changed and that you were able to work with these people that you weren't, that you were actively adversarial against prior. So I, I definitely want to check this one out. I hope it turns out well. I could see it just falling a bit flat, but it has enough things that pique my interest that I will begin the season with this show. Now, the other show I can tell you I'm going to be watching this season is Kaguya-sama Love is War, War Ultra Romantic because by gosh, Kaguya-sama is one of my favorite eps one of my favorite series of the past five years, full stop. It's really freaking good. If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you probably know that. Uh, Kaguya-sama actually began, I think, I forget if it began like right before or after we started Dikai. Um, go watch Kaguya-sama, people. Just mm. watch it. If you haven't seen it before, go watch season one, get caught up. It's 24 episodes so far, 12 per season. It's really good. It's A1 Pictures at the top of their game. This is one of the best romantic comedies and psychological shows because this is, I say I like smart people doing smart things. This is smart people doing smart things, rom-com. And that's why I love it. <laughs> it you know, it's, think Death Note, where it's L and mm. light, but instead of trying to kill each other, they're trying to get the other person to admit that they're in love with them. <laughs> have you act, have you seen Kaguya-sama, Jace? It's something that I've been curious about because I've seen like people uh, I've seen people post uh, the the pink haired character a lot. Uh, there are a lot of oh, memes yeah. about her being Calliope Mori in disguise. She's great. <laughs> Love so, Chica. That's girl. Yeah, I, I it's one of those things that on my to watch list, I actually started and I'm not a binge watchy person. But once I started, I went head first into it was uh, uh, Science Fell in Love. Um, mm, well, we'll get to and, that one later. Yeah. That's going to be one for next week. But, um, but this I mean, like, is yeah, better than Science Fell in Love, and it's not mm. close. Um, mm. There's more a psychological, parallels, still much smart. more psychological. Yeah. yeah, that this is, uh, this is something from the first episode where mm. it's it's established right out of the gate in the cold open that um, the two main characters are in love with each other. And mm. that they don't want th to admit it because they feel that whoever the person is that asks out the other person is that inherently, uh, you know, like weaker or beneath the other in the relationship, which is obviously mm. completely untrue. So <laughs> they, they're too proud to ask the other out. So they desperately try to trick the other into asking them out. Mm. And these are, you know... 3D chess mind game levels, two <laughs> geniuses at play with unseen, unspoken plots to yeah. get the other to admit that they're in love with them or ask them out on a date. That one of the things in the first episode, so not major spoilers, is <laughs> one of the characters sends a, a pair of movie tickets to their mutual friend saying that they won a contest and it's a, a romance film. And people say that if you uh, go see this uh, with uh, somebody you're interested in, that you'll fall in love. So she gives these tickets 
to their mutual friend, knowing that their mutual friend won't be able to go see the movie so that they will offer the the tickets up to the other person and that that way the other person will invite them to go to the movie and therefore it's them asking them out. Hmm. It is that level of cerebral and it's so funny. The characters are a lot of fun. The second season is as good as the first, maybe even better. Go watch Kaguya-sama. Hmm. Rant. I'm definitely going to have to, uh, you know, put that on the uh, on the need to catch up. But of course, with it starting with a new season, this might be one of those ones that kind of sort of backburners just a little bit as I need to catch up with the previous seasons before going into the new one. Unfortunately, like I said, these are only 12 episode seasons, so it's not like they're 24s or something. It's not a huge backlog to get through. Uh, We're going to do just a couple quick ones to end this, uh, we're definitely going to need a part two that I did. Yeah. Account. There's 45 different shows this season. Uh, so we're about at the halfway point, but I'm going to burn through the next uh, three because they're all part twos. There's Kingdom 4, which is the fourth season of Kingdom. If you watched Kingdom, I haven't. Uh, it's Studio Piero and Signpost, and it's an action show. Here you go. Then there's Comey Can't Communicate, season two by OLM. Comey was one of our best girls last year, and Comey mm-hmm. Can't Communicate, I think, came in third for our uh, anime of the year. Really good stuff. Definitely mm. watch it. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about one of the shows being potentially looking like Discount Comey. Well, if you don't want the Discount Comey, here's actual Comey for you. <laughs> and then finally, Kyokai Senki Part 2. It just says the second core of Kyokai Senki. I Oh, yes, this one. Uh, this mm. was, it, it's a mech show by Sunrise Beyond mm. that I didn't, I wasn't particularly interested in. I didn't hear much about it, good or bad, so I didn't watch it, but apparently it got a second season. Um, mm. It's a sequel to Am Aim, uh, which, like, I, I had read that there was a couple meh things about the plot and that it just wasn't that great, but apparently enough people liked it to get a season two, so... Here you go. I'm not going to watch it, but here you go. Uh, it's a pass for me because I didn't see the first season. And I know Sunrise does good mech stuff. I mean, that's one of the things that they are I mean, they did known for. Us. Here's your extra reference. So, uh, I mean, if, if memory serves correct, they're the guys also behind Gundam, too. Like, so yeah. they do mech perfect, but I never even heard of the first one. So I'm probably not going to watch the second one. Yeah, this one fell a little bit flat. Next but, uh, one, though, that, I'm definitely going to watch. <laughs> well, we'll get to that next week, and I can tell you I'm going to watch that one, too. I've been looking forward to it, but we're not going to say it because that's going to be our hook for next week, baby. Because uh, this week we went through 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21. We went through 22, so just about half of the 45. Actually, almost perfectly half, so well done there. Uh, whew, like I said, the preview episodes, the season preview episodes are some of my favorites that we do. That It's a very easy one from the planning perspective because we don't need to do much and we just get to talk about it and make, you know, mildly baseless speculations. We've made more educated speculations this time than ever before because we've watched the trailers this time. And I do, I think I'm going to be doing this going forward because I like the difference in the commentary it has allowed me to make today. Mm. But uh, in general, it's just so much fun because this is, you know, it's Christmas, but it comes four times a year instead of one that we get to see all this new stuff and be really excited that another season of anime is upon us. A lot of these shows are beginning. uh, A few of these are beginning in the next seven days. So some of these will have already had their first episode by the time we do our next show. A couple of these do not air until a bit after a week. Um, But uh, it's going to line up really nicely. So definitely be on the lookout. So we hope you enjoyed this. We hope you'll join us again next week to hear about the rest of the shows this season. Cause there's a lot of them. Like we mentioned, the first one that'll be talked about next week is one that we both want to watch. Um, there's a dark horse for anime of the season and a, a very blatant front runner for the anime of the season that I see here. So a lot mm. left to talk about for sure. As always, be sure to follow us here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, You can join the Discord if you are so inclined. We have wonderful conversations going on there. A bit later, we're going to be having our happy hour. And since it is April Fool's, Among Us has released, for today only, a horse version where it it is Among Us horses. You can see it on Twitter. (laughs) It is real. 
It's hilarious. And I assume that that's what they're going to be doing at our D happy hour. I will be back next Thursday with RJ for what will likely be the finale of greatest attorney Chronicles. Uh, the next radio drama will be at the end of the month on April 30th. That's going to be Batman beyond return of the Joker and renewal. So a lot of fun if you are a fan of Batman beyond. And I think that is about it. Uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. Stay safe, stay sane, and we will see you next time on Digital Era Twitch. Mm-hmm.